Hi guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You have your tantalizing trio, you have me, Jerry, Diane and Clarissa back with another episode for you guys this week. How are you ladies doing? Good, cannot complain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that so? <laughs> it is very so <laughs> good Clarissa all good same old really um actually I went for that interview didn't I the other day yeah and you know what I don't want it anymore no. <laughs> really why I don't want it anymore you know and you just get that feeling like you know what the vibe I got from them was very uninviting Mm-hmm. uninviting and when I was doing the interview I mean don't get me wrong there was a few questions I could have made shorter but regardless yeah. as an interviewer you shouldn't give the impression that you're bored are you being serious listen yeah whilst listening oh, wow. to the person and I thought to myself you know what that's not the type of people I want to be working with oh, 100% you want and people thought, that actually want to cater to you and work yeah, with you yeah and I thought that's yeah so and then also they're like well we'll try and get back to you end of Monday so today's the end of Monday no news no phone call no email no nothing and I just thought to myself even if you can't get back to us end of Monday at least it will be courteous to call that person and be like okay we haven't made our decision yet we'll get back to you soon yeah because yeah. yeah I don't know you know when you just get that vibe and these little things do matter to me as an applicant of oh, course definitely. you know but yeah they're, they definitely look like they were bored and I didn't like that <laughs> no they've kind cool. of like set the tone for the rest of the position like if this is how it starts off what is to come exactly. yeah I, yeah but yeah other than that that's it all good though I've literally been chilling out cleaned the house today so yeah all fine sweet and you how are you Gigi, yeah, right. yeah. you know, still plodding along in school health. I cannot wait. School holidays are in like two and a half weeks. I absolutely uh, cannot. Freedom. Oh, mate. Freedom. God, talking about love. freedom. Boris and his. Go for it. No, no, no. Sorry, go for it. Sorry, I didn't no, hear. <laughs> I was literally just saying how I can't, cannot wait for the six weeks holidays to come and I can be free from school health for a while. Mm-hmm. I think about the kids or the borough that I work with. <laughs> oh. But no, talking about freedom, like Clarissa was going to say, as this podcast is going to air on Thursday, and today is Monday, so by the time you would have heard this, you would have heard all the things Boris is hoping that we'll be able to lift on the 19th. Well, what are your thoughts, guys? <sighs> Do you want to let the negative Nancy go first or do you want to start with positives? Because Either. I I was, yeah, Diane, I'll let you go first. Okay, so to me, like from what I've read, it's a step in the right direction. Purely because 33 million adults are fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hospitalisation is reducing. Mm-hmm. It's at a manageable level. And at some point, we have to be released from the bondage that is the restrictions. Mm-hmm. I feel like allowing people to use their common sense 
is what we should do because we're not stupid and we all have brains and we all know right from wrong and we can all assess a situation. Unless COVID has set us right back or we know nothing and we can't make good judgment, then to me, we should be given that choice to do that. Mm -hmm. And I actually kind of think it's a bit of reverse psychology because people will still do what they would have been doing now. Yeah. He'll release us and people will still wear a mask. People will still social distance. People will still have that, I guess, awareness. People won't, people, people won't just release, if that makes sense, themselves. Yeah. Society would have said you can do what you want, but people won't just do it, for example. Mm. Um, there are certain things that I think should stay, like hygiene should still be a priority, like washing your hands, cleaning places when people have left. Table service is quite nice, actually. Mm, um, yeah. So there's certain elements of it that I think should be kept. But I feel like for the mental health of society and for our children to grow up in some kind of normality, we need to release. We have to. And what kind of confuses me is the people that are double vaccinated are the most scared. I don't get why. They're shaking the most. And I don't get it. You have both vaccines. Why are you scared? And what is it that you're afraid of? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, you have got this thing inside of you that's going to fight it should you and get it again. You've got a head start on it. So why are you so scared? Like, that's, that's what gets me. A lot of the people I talk to about the release of the shackles mm-hmm. are like, oh, oh, my God, and blah, 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 blah. Like, they're so scared, but they're all vaccinated. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's my take. What about you, Geraldine? I haven't, well, I haven't had a chance to look too deep into it. A part of me is kind of happy that things have been lifted. However, another part of me, there's bits to it that I've kind of enjoyed. Like Diane said, like table service and, you know, that's pretty much it, let me not lie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think because we've lived in this state for over a year now, and as much as people are rebelling and living their lives, it still seems a bit, I don't know, I feel a bit weird that we're actually going to be free. Don't get me wrong, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But it's a bit unnerving. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, you're not going to catch me out in a mask because me and the mask are currently not friends. But yeah, um, but yeah I, I don't really know. I get what you mean. It's, it's a bit like ejecting the plane. Yeah, but we have no. to do it. Like, if we yeah. don't do it now... When's he gonna when? do August and then what September comes and flu season starts again? But there's no flu, remember? The flu's gone. Oh yes, that's Wait, true. The numbers the of flu gone. have like diminished completely. Apparently there's no more flu. Like it's got I mean, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that there wasn't flu anymore. Like As it in, had like, almost gone. The winter flu. Yeah, apparently. I heard the numbers well. of the winter flu literally diminished. Like literally, what we're now calling COVID was at was at an all time low because of the masks and the hand washing, the hand gel. Like the flu literally just wasn't apparent when it was meant to be. Or the the winter crisis was mostly COVID. It wasn't even the flu and COVID as expected. It was just COVID. That makes sense though. Yeah, it's, it's things like that. Like Diane said, I I would hope that things like hygiene stay in place. Yeah. But I can't lie, if you release everything, people are just going to stop doing everything. Do you think? Ish, like, oh, as, no. without sounding mean, 
we're stupid. You think? I, I agree like, with Jerry on this one. I do. People, do you know what? People have proven themselves to be very compliant. For now, because there's we- a, a small percentage that are rebelling against the narrative, but a large percentage will literally do what the government tells them to do, word for word. Which is do you fair. think it depends on age group as well? Because I f- kind of feel like our generation were more leaning towards having the freedom than being compliant. I Maybe that's just from my observation. I definitely can be wrong. I think from our generation, what I've seen is there's a big mixture. You've mm. got some that, yeah. you know, want to be set free and will yeah. do everything yeah. possible to be set free slash yeah. not rebel. And then you've just got the ones that are like, yeah, I don't care. But let's be real. Half the people in our generation have had the vaccine to be set free. Well, yeah. That's all. That's They've got to that point where it's like, if that's what I have to do, to do whatever I want, I'm just going to go and get it. So it's yeah. not even for the good of, I don't want to get sick. They just want to do what they want. Yeah, and they want to be able to travel and uh, travel and see the world and do normal things that we do. Mm-hmm. Because what, the last, okay, really and truly, the last two years, as in yeah. this year and last year, we haven't travelled. Yes, people were trying to fly to Dubai and little places here and there, but the majority that we would usually do, we haven't done. Okay, fair enough now that it's down to the prices of like COVID tests here, there and everywhere, which I still believe should be free. But anyway, that's a different topic for a different day. <laughs> um, I just think we as like, can I say the youth of today? The young yeah. adults of today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The things that we want to do, we haven't been able to do in the last yeah. few years. And like Diane said, people are just compliant, are, are being compliant to be able to do those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the quicker they are compliant, we can only hope the quicker things will be set free. Mm. You know what my worry is? It's, oh, the thought is wrong. It's just forgot. It's just came out of my head. <laughs> no, this is it. In regards to travel, my worry is I know cases are rising at the moment but mm-hmm. I think the reason why um countries are letting us in is because we still have these restrictions in place once these restrictions are lifted I just have a weird feeling a lot of countries are going to be like nope nope yeah. because not everyone's vaccinated and because yeah. of the lack of restrictions we're probably more at risk to them I get that, but if you look at a lot of the places people want to go to, these places don't even have restrictions. This is it. Really? We are, we, are, we are the country that is the most restricted, I would say, first world country. At this moment in time. Yes. Well, even we have the in most Europe. restrictions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Yes. A lot of Europe is open. Yeah. Well, but don't it's, they have the Indian variant as well, or is it just us with it? I think every well, I think by now everywhere has got it, but they are managing. Yeah, like you can't keep as much as you know restrictions and everything keeps things in place. You can't keep people locked up forever. This is it. Yeah, it's true. And And eventually, it's fear controlling people. And also, like Diane has said in many many episodes, they have to trust in their vaccine. Yeah, this is it. Like the UK has been one of the countries that has been forcefully advocating for the vaccine and vaccinating loads of people yeah and like yes we've seen a rise but the rise isn't as much as in comparison to like other countries that haven't been as um vaccinated yeah vaccinating as much as we have 
and hospitalization and deaths exactly so i mean that's that's the whole purpose of the vaccine so it's time for them to literally throw us all together and let us live our lives and if to be to be very frank as well is to be honest with you they're better off now trying to find ways to improve the nhs and make it more robust because we should learn lessons from the pandemic we were never ready for one because our nhs was so crippled and so beaten down to the ground that's why we've suffered so much because the service is not fit for purpose it's not no yeah. so but you put know your what? energy there that's a hundred no i believe in that but you know what i really just feel like they're going to turn around and say well you dealt with it you can do it again i don't feel like they're going to improve it i just don't because we dealt with it if it was a it was a catastrophe it really was but it wasn't a catastrophe enough for it to be like crap we have to sort it out I agree with what you're saying, Clarissa, but I think it also got to the point, people's mental health and things were really crippling to the point that a lot more people were off sick, not just Mm. down to physically being unwell, but mentally Mm. being unwell and long-term sickness that, fair enough, I don't think the Tories even care, but for departments and like things like you were seeing, loads of people just leaving, Mm. like not leaving with jobs. Just leave yeah. them. They need a break from the NHS and they need a break from working like this. Yeah. Like they work us like this because, you know, as much as we want to strike, we can't strike. Yeah. And there's certain things we can't do. Like our jobs actually need us. And the jobs we do, we care about our jobs so much. Mm. And essentially, the joy we bring to others, like our patients, service users, clients, whatever you want to call them, that we wouldn't want to put them at risk. Putting them at, at risk is like, at the going, of going against mind. what we do it's we true do. Yeah. yeah so then in your heart of hearts you won't be like yeah I'm not going to work think about it like your moral example, compass exactly yeah. for example forget about COVID you know like when it's winter time and you're more sick than your patient is yeah but you're you still pulled yourself to work because of your mm-hmm. team and yeah people down and things like this like I think it well now it's at a bigger scale but that's one of the reasons why you know they treat us as they do true yeah it's emotional blackmail it is emotional blackmail yeah you do feel forced to go you feel like 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 you said you feel like you're letting the whole team down literally and you You feel like yeah and you feel like when you know what I hate about it as well you know when you go back to work after you've been sick you feel like people are giving you the evil eye yeah I don't know if that's just time off when yeah. really and truly they don't know what was going on in your home in your no. personal life or what no. you were dealing with no. why you needed that time off but you know yeah. because you were selfish enough to take that time off it's this made everyone it. else suffer girl why should we live like that all i was saying the words of burner boy hmm? i cannot come and kill myself <laughs> you can say For that real. again because do you see any of those mps or any of those chief execs sweating I didn't see any of them coming to be a porter and help move bodies. No. But they could have done. They could have. I didn't see the NMC release any statement in support of the nurses and all that business. I didn't see none of that. The only thing we saw... The only thing we saw was that nurses that aren't general nurses or adult nurses can now go and work in those fields to support their general slash adult nurse colleagues when we've had no training. None. None. Mate, there is dental nurses coming on. Dental nurses aren't even on the register. 
and you know what the I genuinely thought when I was working on the COVID ward, like in the midst of the pandemic, they, they were lost souls. They didn't know what they were doing. They genuinely did not know what they were doing. And then on adult wards, you had pediatric nurses coming in, filling in for those who were off sick. It was dangerous, you know? It really is. Like, we work hard for our pins, and there is no way in hell I'm coming to lose it for someone else. No, no, This is a... This is it. Not at all. So... You know what I'm scared about? I'm... It's more of a personal and selfish reason. I'm only scared because of how my partner reacted to COVID. That was scary. It was so scary, honestly, because he literally went breathless. Like he came out of the shower, was breathless, sat 90, 89. When he was in hospital, was 87, 88 when mobilizing. That was that. So that's the only reason why I'm anxious. Other than that, if it wasn't for my partner and how he reacted, hand on my heart, I probably wouldn't have got the vaccine and I probably would have been all right with the restrictions. But because of how it affected him, mm-hmm. that's why I'm apprehensive. But honestly, if 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 he did not even react in that way, I probably would have been like, all right, cool, that's fine. But you know, or, sometimes yeah. it, we have to see ourselves slash loved ones go through things to truly shake us up like I'm not saying it's the great thing not at all I agree to an extent yeah because think about it you know like how we know people that will have been out here raving throughout the whole of like restrictions through Christmas and hand on heart when things are going crazy in the NHS and I feel like you are a health professional but you know you're living you're living at large doing the most I don't know. I'm just like, are you not ashamed? Yeah. Like you're coming to, you don't know where you've been, what you've picked up. Yeah, you're exactly. bringing it home to like your family of many different generations. And then when someone gets sick, then you're crying. Mm-hmm. Boy. <laughs> no, do you like, it's not aimed at anyone, but do you get what I mean? Like, 100%. <laughs> like you, we should really because... know better. We should really know better. <laughs> Um, this is the thing about being I think a healthcare professional is that you're never off duty you're always role modeling and having a position of people are going to be looking at you and watching you and we are people outside of of being nurses and I think that's one thing I find very interesting is that when we talk about the freedoms and being released there's an expectation that as nurses you should agree with everything the government says and does yeah and yeah. that you need to be like an ambassador for what they say um so for me oh so for me it's a very big thing that good point yeah that we we have this platform and we can openly say we don't agree with everything that's being said mm-hmm. or we want to see more or less of this because this is us we're, we're not robots and, yeah and yes we've watched healthcare professionals break the rules and I kind of feel like that is really irresponsible especially when you know a majority of your workforce are probably at home dealing with like depression or dealing with anxiety or PTSD from the things that they've had to see yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like you're kind of not like you're disregarding yeah it's like a slap in the face to them yeah like you've worked so hard 
for what yeah. for my my guy my girl to go raving this is yeah. it like can you turn up and then go back on the covid wall with your hood on and feel imagine kind of imagine boy but i can only hope and pray that you know by lifting the restrictions we can get back to some sort of normality like it's not going to be like life pre-covid but but life as we know it yeah like social distancing and wearing masks yeah as you can tell i have a thing against the masks but don't get me wrong i think they have well they have worked ish the masks ish 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 but like i just hope that the restrictions lifting also lifts the restrictions within hospitals oh yes I because have to. for example how are they the staff, strip clubs strip clubs this is what i mean but yet hospitals are still only allowing like one one patient one visitor per patient don't get me wrong that's a good thing but it's it can also be quite difficult for certain families going through certain things 100 percent, yeah Mm-hmm. 100%. Or even it's like look at maternity last year, women were given birth without birth partners. That yeah. was that was scandalous. I don't care. That but was yeah. I just can't believe I even went ahead, you know. Exactly. But yeah, you'd you'd opened what the pubs and eat out to help out was living at large. Yeah. But it, but it just shows you though in society, we're moving forward, but we're very draconian in our in our mindset and our and our thoughts because maternity affects women. And apparently, we don't matter. And that's very big evidence in that what women had to go through, you know? But, um, yeah. With all that being said, Mm -hmm. good old Queenie Elizabeth has granted the NHS with a George Cross. I think that's what it's called. Yep, that's what it's called. I'm going to stand proud and wear my George Cross. That is still there. I just find it so insulting. I just do. It's got no benefit to us, really and truly. We're still gonna be getting the same wage, the same hours, the same everything. What? Where's the benefit? Tell me. So what, for what? our our listeners who are not from the UK, the George Cross is the highest award bestowed by the British government for non-operational gallantry, or gallantry not in the pres- presence of an enemy. So in the UK honour system, the George Cross is equal in stature to the Victoria Cross and it is the highest military, military gallantry award that can be awarded. So that's what has been bestowed on the NHS, on its workers. Everybody has been given a George Cross, supposedly. But we can't use it anywhere and it's not going to increase my wage. I mean... I'm going to add it to my email signature. You know? <laughs> That's well, mad. Is that literally it? But what, what's the difference between me and you and Diane having it? It's not going to make a difference. Nothing. We all have it. That's ridiculous. Nothing. Well, I want her to make medals then for everyone in the NHS. For real. And when I, I say medals, I also mean medals for the porters, the cleaners. Yes. Yeah. Everyone. 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 On that NHS register. Yeah, 100%. even the ones that are contracted through other private companies, those who have worked within the NHS, whether it's NHS buildings, whatever, you will deserve it because last year and this year has been tough. I mean, yet again, the NH the, the NHS, the government show us 
not even the government because Queen Lizzie gave it to us. But I mean, <laughs> it's like they don't seem to see. You're, you're thanking us yet again, but the George Cross is not going to give me a house deposit. It's not um, going to stop nurses going to food banks. It's not going to stop people having to work extra shifts just to make ends meet. No, yeah. we don't want the George Cross. Sorry, we don't. We don't, no. We want a pay rise. I would love the Queen to have stood up and said, you know what? On the 73rd birthday, I'm issuing a decree that every nurse must get a pay rise of 12.5% or 15%. That's what she should do. That would be a bigger, that would be more than the George Cross to me. More. Yeah, that would. Imagine that what that money could do for us. Like, that's the recognition we genuinely need, to be honest. Yeah. That, Honestly. Pay us what we the flipping deserve. You know, why, do, why again are we begging for these things? And what I hate is that the media, when we talked about a pay rise, how long was it on the news for? I don't even a know. Day? What, 0. Right? 0.00 days. But today, every, every news outlet is talking about the George Cross for the NHS. Should what? I be proud? Can I go and tell my grandparents that I did really well in my job during Corona that the Queen has awarded all of us the George Cross? One. One George Cross to share. I Man. didn't even know what the George Cross was until today. That's how <laughs> pointless it is to me. You and me both. It's just a joke. And as usual, for some reason, the NHS, to me, is seen as a joke. It is. It is, yeah. yeah. It's, you know. They're ignoring the true problems of the NHS. They're ignoring the needs of people working in the NHS. You know, mm-hmm. it's more of a mockery than anything. Mm-hmm. Big time. Big time. I mean, if you're a patriotic person... And there's people I know where I used to work who are like loving it right now. They've even posted the Queen's letter on their Instagram. Really? That's how patriotic they are, mate. You don't want to know. But no. it's like, I'm sorry, that's not enough. No, it's not. And anyone listening might think, God, they sound so ungrateful. But ungrateful. We work hard and we deserve to be paid as hard as we work because in every other job they get very significant pay rises they get bonuses they get promotions they get team away days they travel they get given incentives they get given they are they are appreciated yeah and for us we we're not that's that's the that's the cut the long and short of it we're not appreciated at all and we're not not begging for it it's just toe the line or go and beg for it basically that's it and even by begging for it, we're still not going to get it. No, because then you have to choose, okay, do I neglect my patients and go and get go against all my ethos as a healthcare professional? But at the same time, my life is also really important and my quality of life is important. So which one supersedes the other? And unfortunately, as healthcare professionals, we always put our patients above ourselves. But yeah. the reality is, and we need to learn this from this pandemic, if we're not here to look after our patients, who's going to look after them? This is it. Exactly. You know, who's going to look after them? Honestly, Diana couldn't have said it any better. And I'm very disappointed in Boris because wasn't he an inpatient with NHS nurses? Child. He was in private, but used NHS nurses, though. He wasn't private. It was where I used to work. Oh, he wasn't private. Oh, no, no, he wasn't private. 
He was not uh, private. But where he was was obviously like guarded. That we you couldn't just go there in yeah. the particular place that he was. But he was in an, an NHS hospital. Yeah. Yes. Even his nurses. The nurse that looked after him. Yeah, she resigned. She has she quit resigned. NHS. Yeah. yeah. With how nurses and other members of the healthcare network have been treated. What a good way to spend the 73rd birthday. <laughs> for those who don't know, I'm not sure if it's today, today, like specifically today, or is it this week? I don't what know. The, what the birthday? Yeah. It's today. It's today. So today, the NHS is 73 years old. Happy birthday, NHS. Whoop, whoop. But I can only hope and pray that more things come from it alongside our George Cross. Mm-hmm. You know what? I love the NHS. I really do. If I'm patriotic about the NHS, because it is amazing. I think we're all amazing. The knowledge we have is amazing. It, it's so good. I just can't believe they're treating it like this. Uh, Honestly. Honestly. But if this is how they want to go, and there's only so much we can do yeah. before we have to, you know, kick back, relax, and look after ourselves. And whether that means leaving nursing or going private makes things very difficult but talking about private so i on the nhs website this is what i don't understand on the nhs website they have positions for private hospitals Mm -hmm. but under the nhs scheme so does that mean you can work in a private hospital but still with the nhs pay pay scheme yes that really so you're telling me even in private hospitals we have nhs nurses yeah wow. like wow. they wouldn't technically be nhs nurses but there'll be there'll be some sort of way that they'll still be on the nhs type of things so that they can they can get certain things for example like nhs maternity leave or nhs um pension pensions and things like that but they will they would still titrate their pay so yeah people, so even those jobs that are usually advertised on NHS jobs, their pay will be significantly higher. Mm. And then for me personally, you then have to look at all the other things that you get with working with the NHS. Yeah. Because I think for me right now in my life, as much as I would love to go private or do something like that, because the money seems out seems unreal. Um, I'm looking at my pension and whenever I'm ready to have kids what their maternity schemes would be like mm-hmm. because I can't lie as much as you know the NHS is, is is currently crippled they have one of the best schemes in the world oh mm-hmm. yeah so and like, that's maybe, what hurts so much yeah. is because it is one of the best you know I come from a beautiful country and when I see my country's healthcare and I compare it it doesn't compare it's worlds apart so I feel very fortunate that my parents did come here and that we've been born here and we've had the chance to experience such great care. But it's being ruined and yeah. the people ruining it don't access it. That's the bit that makes it even more painful. Is yeah. they, they don't come to these places. They don't do anything within the NHS for themselves. They go to private healthcare. So why are you spoiling it for the masses? Why? This is it. I wish I had hey. answers for you. 
they need to have a placement. They need to come to at least a four-week placement on an NHS ward to fully understand. And, 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 they, and Yeah, and they need surgery. to come when, when nobody knows that they're coming. Because mm-hmm. that's another issue. And if anyone who works in the NHS will know, if anybody of some importance is coming, suddenly the ward is fully staffed, it's so clean, every bed space looks immaculate, you're all stocked up, mm-hmm. no one is sick. Yeah. Everything looks so brand spanking new and it runs like clockwork. But that's not real life. That's not an everyday. Show the shift when you're short staffed, when you've got an emergency, when somebody's gone off sick, when you can't find the bleep, when the cleaners, I don't even know God knows where. Be real. Yeah. Don't dress it up because these people need to see what they're doing to the NHS. They need to see the reality of what they've caused. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Amen. I agree too. But I think that pretty much sums us up sums us up for today. This is it. Let's see what the next few weeks hold and see how life with less restrictions and things hold up and take it one step at a time. What do you guys think? Let's go for it. I think you know what Dan said. If it's not gonna be now, when is it gonna be? Yeah. You know, it's oh we're gonna keep going back and forth. More people are getting vaccinated. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You know, there's less hospitalizations, there's less deaths. Definitely. Believe in, as our answers, believe in your source, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people need to also take responsibility for themselves, keep healthy, have a, a clean mind, a clean body, do everything in your power to be as well as you can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're vaccinated and you've taken that step, fantastic keep washing your hands you know keep on maintaining a good level of hygiene for yourself yeah because that alone kills bacteria that alone is is going to help Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah just one day at a time to be honest and don't don't feel because the world has opened up that you must also be out there you don't have to be no take it at your own pace yes because that alone can be overwhelming that alone can now bring more anxiety oh my god you're about to be free and you're now trying to figure out how you fit into this new world that we're trying Mm -hmm. to kind of enter into Mm -hmm. so I feel like like the ladies have said just take your time you cannot come and kill yourself (laughs) do what's best for you as as a great person once told me you know stay in your lane just drive the drive you need to drive it could be fast it can be slow as long as it works for you it works amen exactly and I think that's a great note to end on yeah guys i hope you will like share subscribe all the jazz as always please share this episode get your friends or friends or friends or friends or family or friends to have a listen and yeah if you guys have anything to share with us feel free to, to hit us up and we'll be back next week with another episode till then take care guys bye, bye.